Hello and welcome everyone to episode number 17 of the Completed Podcast, where we talk everything Magic the Gathering related, with a focus on competitive magic, with some friendly banter along the way. You know, just as usual, we got our fellow co-host, good old Brandon Smith. What up? What's up, man? So, All give me right. uh, give me the TLDR on uh, on your weekend and your week, man. What you been up to? Uh, I've been, uh, you know, not really that busy. I had a friend come visit me in Nashville over the weekend, so just like, uh, just kind of went out on the town, you know, spent a weekend away from Magic, you know, not not really playing any tournaments or anything. I could have thought I, if, uh, if my friend wasn't coming to town, I would have went to SCG Cincinnati, so that would have been fun, uh, but I decided to hang out with him instead, and then trying to get through the work week so that I can be on vacation from Thursday till next Monday in which I'm going to go back home uh, and play in an RCQ with you. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be playing at the good old McNarb Gaming uh, Pioneer RCQ. It's a single slot, right? Single invite? Yeah, single invite. Single invite. <clears throat> Sorry, buddy. I'm gonna have to take that that single invite from you. I, I understand, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. At least, uh, at least let me get at least a game. You know, let me get one game off of you. Nah. So I don't feel that bad. No, I think that you'd feel worse if you got a game, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Because then you'd be like, I got, I was way closer, and I still didn't win. No. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, now I gotta think about it. Would I feel worse getting crushed in a finals, or to get a game off? Like, let's be serious. If I just like went, like, if I just decided to play Grease Fang at the last minute, and I just went like turn one Thought Seize, turn two, uh, Rafine's Informant, put a Parhelion on the yard, turn three, you just didn't have an answer for the Grease Fang, and I just basically killed you. How upset would you be? I, would, I think we'd stop being friends. <laughs> friends don't grease fang other friends. Like, that's just... That's that's disrespect. That's fair. That's just fucked up. I would never I would. cast the card at grease fang against you, B-Money. If, that's, if that says anything about our friendship. To be fair, you don't play those style decks anyways. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I think it's more so of like you not wanting to play that archetype rather than no, you not is. wanting to cast a grease fang against somebody. No, it is. Uh, let me let me give you a serious answer to that question. Um, if it's you or like any of the boys, right? It would definitely it wouldn't bother me as much, which is kind of weird. Um, actually, no, not really. If it's one of the team metamorph, like you know, if it's one of us, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd still be pretty. I'd be content because at least one of us got the win. But if it's like some rando from like bumfuck nowhere, right? That just does that. Like, bro, that is that's a tilter. Like, you're driving home like tilted. Fair. And again, I th- I think the whole reasoning is because you didn't really get to play your. You didn't get to play Magic, right? Like, you didn't learn anything from that game. It's just... Yeah, you did. Yeah, I learned that fucking Grease Fang is cringe. Yeah. 
You learned how to read the card Parhelion, the Parhelion two in Grease Fang. That is true. Uh, yeah. Okiba boss. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's. It, I think it's just the element of. I didn't get to play Magic. If I lose and I get to play Magic, uh, it's like okay, well I lost. My opponent, you know, they played very well. They deserve it. But dude, something hits different about losing to a deck like Grease Fang. And I feel like people say the same thing about Tron and Modern and shit like that. You know, it's like, oh, they just had it. Which, true. A lot of times they do. Just have it. You know? I think it's, uh... I mean, yeah. Like, you'll be tilted, of course. Like, I think anybody would be. But Yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like if you just get to not play a game of Magic, like, if you sit down across from your opponent, and your opponent just goes like, I don't know, just like a random scenario. Like, turn one Thoughtseize, turn two Thoughtseize, turn three Liliana or something. You're just like, wow, I don't even really get to play this game, you know? Yeah. Like, so I could see that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I it's... Could see a world where that sucks. It's just that element of nothing I could have done could have stopped that from occurring. Asides from, you know, obviously drawing better or mulliganing correctly. Um... It's just weird. But, like, it's very... I don't know, man. Like, the Magic player mentality is very, very weird. Because you take some losses better than others, and I don't understand the difference of losing to, like, a deck like Grease Fang or Tron to just losing to, like, a fair Magic deck, you know? The results are the same. Yeah. Like, you lost, right? So why is it that losing to one style of deck affects you more than losing to, like, a different style of deck? Uh, I don't think it does that same for everybody. Like, I've gotten out of, like, the habit of, like, I guess, <clears throat> being upset when losing to certain things, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 I used to be one of those people that would just, like, play a game, lose the game, like, in a fashion of, like, keeping a two-land hand and never drawing a third, you know? And, you know, you feel like you didn't really get to play the game, uh, but... I've now grown into the person that is like these things happen and you just have to unfortunately accept when they happen it does kind of suck you know you could say on one hand you know if I'd have drawn a third land I would have been able to turn that game around but you didn't draw the third land so it's like I don't know I've just learned to live with that stuff and just like try and take it I guess match by match I, I than like letting it affect me I totally agree with that um it's very rare that that happens to me. The The main thing, the main deck, and everybody in our friend group knows this, because it's so fucking funny, but it's just mono green. There's just something about losing a mono green that just, it, I don't know. It, there's just something about that matchup that I just don't enjoy. That's fair. I can understand that. You, you share the same sentiment with a lot of people in the Magic community. <laughs> A lot of people do not like playing against Mono Green either. It's just weird, because I don't care when I lose to Tron. Like, I don't care when I lose to, like, Infect back when that was a thing. Like, and those decks were explosive as hell. And it just, it didn't, it didn't affect me, you know? Yeah. But I think the reason why it's slightly tilting to lose to Mono Green is the sole fact that I need very specific cards for the matchup. And the cards that do kind of, you know, like, obviously I play blue-white. But cards like Verdict, which are usually just really good, right? 
are so bad against mono green. Like, terrible. Yeah. Like, all their creatures just give them this so much value. And it's like, damn. Like, it just feels bad to, to cast my cards in that matchup. I think that's why. Yeah, I feel that. It just feels like my cards don't line up well against mono green. Yeah. Which, again, I mean, that's, that's part of it. Like, I'm also never going to, like, shit on someone for choosing to play, like, a certain deck, right? Yeah, like me, if I get my cards in time, I play mono green. No, I, I respect like, there's it. No, there's no reason not to play mono green if you have access to it. Like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think unless you don't Unless you don't enjoy the deck, like. Mm, if you really want to go the RC, I think you should possibly even consider looking at playing the deck that you don't really enjoy. Because it, I, I don't know, I feel like there's like two decks, right? Right now it's like a Rakdos flavor. Um, whichever you feel is better for the room. So, either so wait, hold on, hold on. Or midrange. Right, sorry to interrupt you. Before yeah. we hop into this, my serious answer to if you like crushed me in the finals with Grease Fang. Oh yeah, yeah, let's get back to that. I would still be happy because at least one <laughs> of us got to the RC. That's fair. I could see a that. thousand percent. Like, <clears throat> as long as one of us gets to the RC, like that's a win for everybody. In my That's opinion. true, but I'm not going to lie. If I sit down from across from you in the finals, and it's just literally you having every single counterspell known to the game of Magic the Gathering, and I cannot play the game, I will be salty. Really? I hate playing against control players. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't... Look, I get why people play control. I've played control before. I've done really well with control a couple times. Things like that. I get it. I get you. That's your style of Magic. But, dude... It's just something about being, like, the dictator of the table and just being, like, I get to decide what you get to do and not get to do. I don't know. I just don't... Yeah, I don't know. I get it. I would much rather play a game of Magic where combat combat is really relevant and important. And to say that I'm... I mean, I might play Mono Green. It's obviously different because it has a combo kill. But... I would much rather play in a format when there's a lot of combat math and combat damage and things like that, where combat is the main way that you win the game. That's my style of magic I like to play. But at the same time, uh, there's two opposites of the of the spectrum there, where mono green has a combo kill and control just says, "Hey, you're allowed to do this, but not allowed to do that." You know, or you know, that's just I don't know. So I just. I don't so, like control players, especially when... Okay, I'll, I'll say the reason why I don't like control players. Say it. A lot of the times, I feel like they slow roll the shit out of you. <laughs> like like poker, right? I like know, you're, yes. You're, hold yes. On, hold on. Dude, when it's like your opponent's sitting on the, on the nuts, and they're thinking about their hand, and you just like shove your, your entire pot or your entire stack all in, yeah, they got and they kind of sit there for a second, and then they're just like, I, I guess I'll call, and then they flip the nuts, and you're just like... What in the hell were you thinking about this entire time? I'm so confused why your decision took so long for you to be like, huh, there is not a hand in the game that can beat me. I don't know why I'm not just shoving my stack into the middle of the table as well. Like, And I feel like sometimes control players do the same thing where they uh, have yeah. the nuts and they don't just immediately slam the decision on the table. Yeah, like, yeah. And it just it really annoys me. I, I've... Come into, I've come in contact with a lot of control players that'll sit there and contemplate plays, and then I'll ask them after the game what their hand was, and they're like, oh, it, mostly in modern. They're like, oh, well, I had, I had Counterspell and Aether Gust and Dress Down and Solitude, 
and w another white card. And I'm like, why are you not thinking about just do doing anything to my Titan? You know, like you had literally five answers for my Titan or whatever, and you're just like deciding what answer you want. Like you're picking from the apple tree, you know? Like Dude, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is so funny that you say that because I I rarely like rarely go to time playing control. Um. Because I just fucking, you know, I just play my cards, like, pretty fast. I don't slow roll people. I don't do the whole, like, sometimes once in a while I'll try to bluff somebody. Like, you know, think, look at my hand, act like I have a counter spell when I don't. You know, like, that typical normal sure. control shit, right? But, um, at fucking top tier, there was somebody on the, the Lotus control deck, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I take my turn or whatever, and I'm tapped out. Um, I had a memory to lose for like a land or something. I don't remember. And I was at like I was pretty low, and they have a shit ton of mana, right? Um, no, I have nothing, nothing, like nothing at all. I am completely tapped out. Um, and my opponent just sits there on the end step for like a solid two minutes, and like I was contemplating like calling a judge, right? But you know, I mean, I I'm not gonna trip that hard. But I'm like, dude, just make the shark and kill me. Like, I, I told him, I'm like, just, just show me the, the shark typhoon. Like, just show me. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I have it. So he showed me the shark typhoon. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go to game two. Like, why Like, why are we even thinking about that? Like, just kill me. Yeah. Like, I, like I was at, like, six. Like, dude, just make a 12-12 shark and kill me. Like. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason, like, in certain scenarios like that, I guess if it's, like, a control mirror, is, like, Debating whether you get blown out by a certain card, which I think that if you're a decently competent player playing in an RCQ, you know, that I feel like if you're even contemplating going to the RC and playing in the, one of these events to qualify for the RC, you have an idea of the list you can run down in your head that is the answer to this shark token or to this threat or to this, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't understand why people like tank so hard on like, you know, for instance in pioneer like yeah if, if it was modern i totally get it like take your time i could have solitude like like for instance if you're playing if like if i'm playing mono green and you're playing blue white right and i have a elf in play and i'm casting storm the festival right and you're you have an absorb in your hand and you're just like thinking about casting the absorb it's like no 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 like you definitely cast the absorb there because the you know the storm you know could potentially get me two things that basically win the game you know yeah like, like yeah like i don't get the thought process like they're like oh I, I might need to hold the absorb for like a karn or something but it's like storm's probably gonna hit a karn right yeah, or like, like two cavalier thorns and then you're never gonna win that game like yeah i like, totally Cavalier's get that just very very good you know and that and that's the only type of control player that i'm like you know, I guess I guess I get salty about the slow rollers. Um, yeah, the slow rollers. It's just like, you know, I, I'm I'm attempting to land a threat that like will win you me cannot the game deal probably. With. Yeah, yeah, that will probably win me the game, and you have to deal with. But you're contemplating, especially when you have multiple answers in your hand, and I'm just like, you're you're you know you're cherry picking from the apple tree in that point. And it's just like, it's I don't know. Well, I mean, I do understand like making sure you pick the right card for the right threat but for sure but whenever like 
I know what I know exactly what you mean. It's just hard to put into words because there's there are some control players that do that on purpose. Like they'll sit there and scratch their chin and sigh and hem and haw, and then they're like, "I guess I have to counter that." Like I have a Teferi on the stack, and they're like, "In the tank," and they're like, "Yeah, I guess I'll Dovin's veto that." Like, bro, like, why was that a thought? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the one that's the one thing I'm I'm referring to when I'm saying stuff like that. It's just like that type of that type of player that plays control is annoying or not you know it's just i guess not annoying it's more so like just triggering for me yeah yeah um you know or like when when i i've i've done this before uh, i've been playing grease fang and i i thought seized my opponent that had the hand of like double sensor uh dovin's veto absorb memory deluge and like another land and I'm just like, okay, I can basically never win this game because of the hand, contents of their hand. So I take the card that matters the most to me, which is, um, you know, which is probably the Deluge because I can play around the other card, or not the Deluge, the uh, Absorb because I can play around the other cards. And I'm playing a deck that just plays on curve. So it's like, I just never drew a third land. And I'm just like casting three drops and two drops into these spells, knowing that I'm going to die. And he's sitting there thinking, like, I put a Grease Fang on the stack, and he's got two Dovin's Vetoes in his hand. Or not two Dovin's Vetoes, two uh, Sensors in his hand. And yeah. I, have no, I have no open mana. And he's he's honestly tanking on whether he should counter the Grease Fang. I'm That's... like, what? Do you see this Parhelion in my graveyard? Do what are we doing that? here? Like, I've got three different vehicles in my yard right now. Like, what are what is going on? Why yeah. are you even thinking about doing this? Like, that's, that's kind of uh, frustrating to me. But, no, it's all good. I get that. No, I mean, I, I think every Magic player has, like, a gripe, you know, something that kind of triggers them a little bit. And I'm, a lot of people yeah. will be like, oh, nothing bothers me when I play Magic. You're uh, <laughs> you're capping. Like, there has to be one thing that just tilts you a little bit. Like, nobody's yeah. immune to that shit. I mean, I've also met people that, like, nothing tilts them in Magic, which is kind of crazy to me, but, you know. Well, I'm talking about, like, not like, oh, I'm tilted, it's going to affect my gameplay, but just, like, man this sucks like mm -hmm. you know like you have that thought like i don't think there's a single person that that doesn't have that thought yeah i understand that um talk you know talking about triggering uh i do want to segue into the uh the cheating scandal that happened this weekend in cincinnati um yeah so yeah let's uh let's talk about the best card in the format uh days with buyback yeah, I think days with re with with free buyback. <laughs> oh my god! So for for those of you that don't know or didn't get to watch the clip, um, I'm not gonna name any names, of course. Um, do you want to keep? Although they cheated, you know, I, I do respect people's privacy. Yeah, I will preface this too that I don't know if we know that it was intentional or unintentional. Uh, according to Twitter, it was, but. Also, according to Twitter, it wasn't. So I, I, it's just like we don't know what if it was really intentional or not. But yeah, so it looked blatantly obvious. <laughs> it, it did, it did. And there comes a point where you look at your hand and you kind of notice, how the fuck do I have two daisies again? You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So for the, for those of you that don't know, uh, it was legacy. Uh, two people were you know going against each other 
the player with the with the scandal uh, had a what was it? Was it a trop or an underground sea? I don't remember. Underground sea. It was an underground sea. And a Delver in play. Uh, it was not flipped. The other opponent had a trop, I believe. They had they had their own island. That's that's what matters. So the player with the scandal goes animate dead. Uh, opponent goes counter it. Um, then the player that put the days back in their hand, uh, they cast days, targeting. They didn't no. They didn't target their days. They targeted something else. They tried to daze a spell. Uh, their opponent. It was just a counter war. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It, yeah. Basically. So, um, opponent goes counter something. Uh, player then goes daze it. Then the opponent goes daze your spell. They bounce their land. You know. Um, and then immediately the the you know the player with the scandal he puts the daze back in his hand. He just snaps it all. Uh, the commentators didn't notice. As far as I'm aware, uh, the opponent didn't notice. As far as I can tell, um, it was just weird, and I feel like I see a lot of that happen in Legacy more than any other format. Um, and again, it's it is a complicated format, at least for me. I don't play a lot of Legacy, so um, there's definitely a lot of little nuances here and there. But how do you? You play a lot more Legacy than me, B-Money. So how do you think a player makes that mistake? Do you think it's just the heat of the moment type of thing? Or do you, do you think there's, like, a possibility? I think there's two paths to what happened in the guy's brain. The one path being uh, thinking he was picking up the land instead of the days. But he already um, picked up the land. Correct. But in, in the... I've had that happen before where I have... I have like picked up the like all when I cast days right, uh-huh. and I go and pick up the land. I have picked up the days instead of the land before. Like I've just like automatically done that, just like not thinking. Yeah, I'll be like I'll set the days on top of the land or something, and then I'll go to pick up the land and I pick up the days instead. Yeah, because I've done that before, but it's immediate, right? Your reaction is immediate because you look back at your hand and you go, "Oh crap." I don't have an underground sea in my hand. I have this days. I should put this days back on the field, you know, yeah. back on the stack, which is very, very, very obvious when you do it. Uh, the other road that uh, you can go down is the guy knew exactly what he was doing. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, allegedly, he has been accused of cheating uh, apparently multiple times before. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth, but. Um, I, I don't think that a very seasoned legacy player ever really truly makes that mistake. That's what I was um, gonna bring up. Like, because part of casting the the casting cost of days is picking up your land. So instead of tapping your land or whatever you normally do to pay for a spell, you have to do it at that moment. So, uh, you know, the, what I was explaining before is kind of like a dexterity problem. You know, it's not necessarily like a, you know, like a it's not necessarily like a oops i didn't you know i put the stage back in my hand and on that you know it's one of those things where like you just reach down on the table grab this instead of that right mm -hmm. so it's a dexterity issue it's not a it's not a um you know i intentionally meant to grab the stage or i you know i grabbed the stage because i thought it was my land or you know whatever it is it's just uh reach down pick up the wrong card yeah and... it's it's very similar to like um 
like this happens sometimes right like you're doing combat math you know your opponent blocks your creature's supposed to die and you both don't notice but then like i catch it on my opponent's from like oh wait hey i'm sorry this is supposed to be dead like i like you know we both forgot and then i put it in the graveyard like mm-hmm. little mistakes like that it happens right like stuff like yeah. that just happens but yeah. the i don't know man i feel like as like there had to come a point in like you're looking at your hand all the time you know it's not like a board state thing where you can kind of miss it and then like be like oh fuck like i'm sorry i forgot about this or X. i'm not gonna li- i'm not gonna lie about this either i'm kind of really surprised that his opponent didn't catch it almost immediately because one thing that is more relevant in legacy than any other format i think is the graveyard so that's true especially with his deck that isn't he playing he was playing animate dead he was playing reanimator or no he was playing death shadow i think yeah um so it was just i i i will say this when i'm playing legacy i am paying way more attention to somebody's graveyard than normal yeah because the graveyard's way more relevant um you know especially when it comes down to like force of will fodders and things like that where you know you're like oh well i forgot what card he pitched to force of will let me see what that card is oh it's a daze okay now he has one less force of will and one less daze so now that math is way different for what could possibly be in his hand and things like that so yeah i think that in legacy especially you have to be paying a lot more attention to your game than anything else like if, especially in a team tournament like that was yeah um i don't think that the legacy player i would never i'll say this if I'm sitting in the modern seat, I would pick somebody to play Legacy that I truly trust to play Legacy because I don't want to really bother them during the game unless they ask me a question, right? Yeah. Because the the, the games are too, like, they're too, there's too many micro decisions in Legacy for you to be distracted by doing something else. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, the team tournament that I went to for energy, like, I really didn't ask my Legacy player a single question unless i saw that he was in a sideboard game right yep or excuse me unless i saw he was in like sideboarding or something then i might ask him a question if i needed if i wanted advice on something but i i I truly tend to leave the legacy player alone if i'm playing a team tournament like that so uh just because their decisions matter way more than basically the rest of the table so that's um, fair yeah I, uh, I i just i i just can't believe his opponent didn't catch the because i mean as soon as the days happens what runs through my mind is all right look at his graveyard he has a creature he had he just there should be a reanimate in the graveyard because he countered reanimate or animate dead or whatever it was so i'm looking at the graveyard i'm saying all right creature reanimate dead or animate dead you know there should be a daze right like that's that's what i'm looking at and i'm like looking at how many cards are in his graveyard how many cards are in his hand and then i'm looking at my hand again you know so i i don't know it's it's kind of like a i would i would say it's kind of like a uh, both of their faults kind of not i would say it's more so the person that picked up his own days fault but you know what i mean like yeah i think his opponent should have also noticed because that's, that's that's what i'm basically saying yeah no, i mean but I get you're that. also on camera so there's jitters and like yeah that's, know, that's what i was gonna area, say i like, think things like that i think my i also think it's a very real possibility that he did it unintentionally but when he noticed a he was too scared to bring it up um, to a judge or something, thinking that he would get, you know, a game lost or disqualified, which, mm-hmm. again, still makes it cheating. Or he was just like, wow, I'm going to be so embarrassed if, like, this happens on camera, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but now he's getting even more embarrassed exactly. by the clip yeah. running around. That so just makes like... you look way worse. So it's like, 
you know, I'd rather just put a complete stop to the game, call a judge, let them know, hey, we were in a day's counter war. I accidentally picked up my days, and it's been in my hand for most of this game. And I just which if it. It, if it, too much hasn't gone by, it's a very easy fix. Just put the days in the graveyard. Exactly. It, there's nothing that would change. I'm pretty sure you would maybe get a warning for like hidden card error or something. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's like the only thing that you'd actually get, and then the game would just resume from there. Um, from what I understand, apparently the guy didn't say anything about the days. Um, Did he cast it again in that game at all? Do you I know? don't know. That we don't know. Okay. Um, but also as a t his teammate that was playing in the modern seat of that of, on his team also came out today on Twitter and apologized for what I happened did, and apologized to all of his, t you know, all of his opponents. They apologized to, like, Star City Games, all that stuff like that, so. Yeah, I did see that as well. Um, that's actually what brought my attention to the clip in the first place. Um, apparently his teammate blocked him on everything already. He's cut all ties with him. Um, yeah, he basically got exiled off the island because he cheated. Yeah. yeah. He so. did not want to be associated with that player, so. I understand. I share the same sentiment. Yeah. I, yeah Especially I mean, when playing with you, because you cheat all the time. Bruh, I'd be on the pro tour. I'd be on the PT, dude. But, um... Nah, I... I don't know. I, I, I feel more for his teammates than I do, you know, the cheater. Like, I don't care about the... Let me take that back. We don't know for sure if he did it on purpose, but evidence is pointing towards yes. Yeah, but... if we were in a court of law, I would assume that based off of all video that we have, technically, I guess we can go back and watch the VOD of that exact moment and see what transpired after that happened. If he recast the days, yeah, I would, I would, I would ban him from Magic the Gathering. I'm not even joking. Like, I, I would borderline, if I were Star City Games, I would never let that guy play in a tournament again. Um, that'd just be my personal decision because if yeah if yeah uh, legacy of all formats you if you can play legacy in a decent fashion and if you're on it if you're on the camera for any event you're usually probably doing pretty well you know yeah like they're not gonna pick some guy some teams that are oh three to battle it out you know <laughs> they're not they're not gonna do that yeah so um yeah no i would uh uh, I if I were the one to make that were able to make that decision for Star City Games or whatever, I, I would I would ultimately not let that guy play tournaments anymore uh, with me or my organization. That's fair. I it just feels bad for his teammates because it it literally discredits their whole weekend of playing Magic. Yeah, at least in that event, like anything that had to do with him is now immediately like discredited. Like you know they don't know how often he was doing this. Or what else he might have been doing. So it's and like, did they really deserve to win? Like, that's that's what a lot of people are, I'm sure, are thinking. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't really know if that's necessarily the case, but... It just sucks. Like, Yeah, it sucks for those guys, for sure. But yeah, um... You want to go over some results for the weekend briefly, yeah. I guess? Yeah, we can Yeah, we can totally do that. Um, you want to start with Modern or Pioneer? Or do you want to start with the SCG, the SCG tournament? Uh, let's start with the SCG tournament since we were just kind of talking about that. Okay. I think they um, gave us the top six teams. So They did, yep. 
So I think the only thing we really have to go off is the top 16. Yeah, so uh, first place was, uh, sorry if I butcher your name, by the way. Uh, it was Ben Weinberg, Marshall Arthurs, and Ryan Bellamy. Um, <laughs> Bellamy. Bellamy, 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 Salami. It's not baloney, dude. Bellamy, dude. Uh, Rakdos Midrange, Jeskai Control, and Rakdos Sacrifice Gigantha. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming the Jeskai Control was Legacy, which... Um, Jeskai Control is definitely Legacy. Oh, this deck's hot. It's playing Comet, Stellar Pub, dude. The Comet's really good. Uh, Comet they've noticed really it. Uh, but it's also something that you can't test on Magic Online, because Comet's not on Magic Online, so... Damn. <laughs> really hard to do but yeah no the deck's really sweet uh comment's really cool so. yeah, this deck looks sick yeah you can just go infinite with comment <laughs> oh my like, god yeah you can correct <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah that's crazy but you gotta be really lucky right yeah i mean you have to literally roll a six a lot you have to roll a six like two out of three times. Or Bro, like... somebody's gonna roll up with fucking loaded dice. <laughs> That'd be some jacks jack up stuff, dude. It really would be. And then uh Demir Shadow. Um Oh no, that was second place. Team. That was second place, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... pretty standard Rakdos midrange list. I mean it's uh, just scam. How many Orcus Bowmasters are they playing? Four, baby. Four ding ding ding. Yep, Bowmaster. Super good. Then we got Rakdo Sacrifice. Pretty standard list. I don't see anything new in these. Furnace Reigns, um, maybe? I mean... No, it's not new. They've been playing Furnace Reigns. Uh, because they can take Mono Greens things really well. Yeah, that's um, true. So, Steal a Blueprint, or Steal, like... Uh, uh, Cavalier. Cavalier. Um, hit him for five, sack it. Hit him for five, sack it. You get the trigger. Yeah. Or even a uh, old growth troll. That'd be dope. Uh, old growth troll. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even old growth troll with claim. So. That is true. Um. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of cool applications for furnace rains. Uh, yeah, no, I really like that card. Pretty solid list. It also sacks um, Shieldred. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So, yeah, in the matchups where you can't beat Shieldred, uh, you can do that. <laughs> um, uh, second place. Back in action, the brothers Nelson Baumeister... That seems oh, yeah. stacked. It is. Yeah, it's Corey Bowmeister, Brad Nelson, and Noah Walker. Jeez. Yeah, Noah is a legacy guru. He is very good at legacy. I'm surprised he chose to shoot to play uh, Death Shadow though. I think Death Shadow is really good. You know what's funny? Out of these six, these top six legacy decks. Five of them are Death Shadow. So is that is that a, like a meta call or is Shadow really oh. just that busted? Shadow's really just that good. Oh okay, fair. Uh, one, two, three, four of them. Sorry, 
Do you think it's because it was cheaper to build than any other? No, that has nothing game? to do. If you're playing Legacy, you don't. You you pretty much have the collection to build whatever you need to. Um, it's just that Death Shadow is just very very good because it plays all the cards you want to play. Right? It plays. You can play Orc Bowmaster. It can play Force Orc of Tide. Will. It can play Force of Will. It can play Days. Uh, it can play snuff arguably out. the best removal spell in the format, which is Snuff Out. Yep. It can play Reanimate. Uh, it can play Thoughtseize. It can play all the cards that you want to play, and you get to shove four Wastelands in your deck. So it's it's just very, very good um, when it comes to uh, the efficiency uh, of the deck and how good the, the range of it is. That's fair. Yeah, the range is just very good. I also like that they're playing Sauron's Ransom. I think that card's really sweet. It's a one, a blue, and a black. Choose an opponent. They look at the top four cards of your library and they separate them into a face down pile and a face up pile. Put one pile in your hand and the rest to your graveyard and then the ring tempts you. So it's like, um, Artist. Artist, was it? Oracle it's... of Half Truth. He was a oh. blue-black creature. He did the same kind thing. Kind of, yeah. I would compare it a little bit more to Factor Fiction in that sense. That's fair. But it's like Factor Fiction meets Artist, technically. Yeah, yeah. And it's an instant, dude. Like, you can do that on there. Yeah. Like, that's that's solid. It's very good. Um, don't tell Ari Lax that because he – I saw a tweet from him. I think it was yesterday or today. Is he going to box it me? said – Sauron's Ransom is is basically dog dog shit. Like no one should ever play this card. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Ari. I think the card's great. I haven't even cast it once. Have I mean, you even played it against it once? I don't even know. If, yeah, I don't think it's good in modern. <laughs> oh hell no! I would never play it. No hell no. Yeah, nah. Hard to pass on on Ransom and in modern. I think it's just yeah. good in Legacy though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we have Brad Nelson, Corey Baumeister, and Noah Walker taking second place. Uh, we had, uh, it looks like... Patrick Wu, Alessandro yep. Bereccia, and Charles Vincent in third place. Playing uh, well, Blue White Lotus running Field. it back. Yeah. Patrick's running it back from winning the Canadian RC. Playing Shout the Blue White Lotus Field. Uh, Damn, I want to play this deck so bad. Just looks good. Another Death Shadow deck, and then Charles playing. Uh, I think that's just uh, Arctide, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. They're playing Subtlety in the main. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um. Fourth place, back from the dead, my boy Jerry T. GT coming in hot, playing some Legacy, playing Shadow. Shout out to him and Dave Shields. Uh, they, re Jerry recently had Brian Gottlieb leave his podcast, and Dave Shields, Shields now joined him on the podcast. Uh, so they had a huge change there. Uh, but shout out to them. I love their their podcast is great. Uh, it's currently called Arena Decklist, but it's, I think it's going to change to the Jerry T's podcast. So, yeah. No, they have Racto Scam. Yep. Five Color Creativity. Dave literally said this like two weeks ago that he was going to play that deck. <laughs> oh, that man was committed then. Yeah, he's played it so much. 
Um, I forgot his moto name, but he plays a lot of creativity online. And then Jerry T was between this and playing, um, and playing whatchamacallit, um, the artifact deck. Uh, Acast? Acast, yeah. That's uh, I do like play. this random addition of the the swamp cycling troll in his deck. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, the, the trolls of Kaza Doom. It's so you can animate it, dude. Yeah, it's so you can animate it for just... sure. And it, you can't be blocked by except by three or more creatures. So it just has to get, you just has to get like, like try blocked basically by everything. Yeah. So yeah, I'll um, I'll cycle or, this or on they just one. Can't block it. That is true. Yeah, like you just cycle that on one turn two, reanimate it, mm-hmm. and your opponent's just like, oh, that's a that's a creature. Yeah, it's also a black card to pitch to grief too. True. So and it like takes six of the dome for your shadows. Like, yeah, that's no. pretty good. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. JT's also got some, always got some cool stuff like that. Um, and I love how he's, he's playing Palantir Vorthong. In the sideboard. sideboard. Yeah. Uh, I personally like that card a lot. A lot of people say it's terrible. I get it. I think it's definitely, excuse me, definitely, um, definitely not very good at face value, but the value that you get from playing it uh, is pretty decent. Uh, fifth place. We have good old Ray Tan, Zyle Yao, and John Hatta on Blue White Spears, Spirits, Rakdos Midrange, and Rakdos Painter, respectively. Painter's been showing up more and more recently in, uh, in Legacy. Yeah. Uh, it's just good, and it's also a really good Bowmaster show. True. I also like that they're playing Chaos Defiler. Yeah, that card's really good. That card is really sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's got Battle Cannon, so mm-hmm. that's always fun. Um, yeah, I, I think it's you know decent. I mean, it has a combo kill. Yeah, it's like a mix between Prison Style and like Combo Kill. Because they're playing like Ensnaring Bridge, which if I'm not mistaken, they can get with a... Uh... Is it Goblin Welder or Engineer? Uh, you can technically um, get it with both. Fair. Yeah. So I mean, I mean yeah. Welder swaps it from play from graveyard to play, and then Engineer also just swaps it from graveyard to play. But yeah, Engineer's the one that actually gets it out of your deck, though, right? Yeah, Engineer yeah, puts it, is, it in your yeah. graveyard. Yep. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can also just play Painter Servant on one. And then go turn or play grindstone on one, and go turn two painter servant, and, and win the game. And win the game yeah. on the spot. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty sick. Painter yeah, looks no. really fun. It is, uh, yeah, it's, if you like that style of deck for sure. Um, and then sixth place. Wait, is there anything different about these these Rakdos decks in modern? No, they're just scam decks. So this guy is still playing on Dying Mouth, which a lot of people stopped playing. Hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. 
No, I guess everybody's still playing on Dynalis in this. Whatchamacallit? Huh. Oh, well. Yeah, no, I guess everybody is. That's weird. Alright, so sixth place is who? Uh, Steven Tuchek, or Tuchek. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, Dane Duggan and Jacob Fumich. Uh, we have Demir Shadow and Legacy. Uh, I love how your U's on both of those last two names were both us instead of U's. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in all three of those names, those U's are actual U's. So you think it's Fumich and I think Dugan? It's, yeah, I think it's Steven Tuchek, Dane Dugan, and Jacob Fumich. Dog, that's a Puerto Rican dog. That's how in English me. works, dude. bro. That's that Puerto Rican dog in me. It's like duh, Duggan, Dugan. I'm sorry. Um, but we have Demir Death Shadow and Legacy. We have Rakdos Mid Range and Pioneer, which again it's scam, and then Rakdos Sacrifice and Pioneer. Um, so I know we said there's a lot of Demir's Death Shadow. There's also a good bit of just scam. So, I mean, I don't know if... Huh, God. I don't know if they just went with Scam because it has, like, a high percentage of just getting, like, a free win on turn one, right? Um, yeah. Maybe that was why that. we see a lot of that. They just wanted a quick free win. Or they were just like, I'm willing to roll the dice because I have two other, like, seats next to me that can win their games if my plan doesn't work. And... That trade-off seems kind of good. You either win the game or your teammates win for you. So it's like, I get that. Like, that seems pretty smart. Um, but yeah, a lot of shadow, a lot of scam. Nothing. Yeah, nothing too crazy. It's, it's, it's regular stuff. Regular old modern still. Facts. And then, um. So, did you want to go over any of the other events, or did you just want to go over the, um, the yeah, team event? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Okay, so I guess we can go over the uh, modern portion, the 5k? Uh, yeah, let me find it real quick. Uh, the RCQ? I think so. Sunday. The one where uh, four-color control got first place, which is just oh four-color on now. So, I'm seeing there's a, there was an RCQ... Uh, the re-CQ? Or the 5K? The 5K. The 5K. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So yeah, so um, first place was... Who would have thought? It's just four color control. Which is the... Omnath pile with the water ring in it. I mean, we kind of talked about this in last week's episode. This is far and away the best modern deck right now in my opinion um yeah and it's ivan i mean there's no surprise there yeah like so there's really no surprise there uh, ivan's a very good player and uh yeah i think this is the best wondering show in modern honestly i agree i i 100 agree nothing you know has really changed since last weekend to make me really change my mind yeah, I mean, you're just tossing, like, a couple a couple different cards here and there, right? So, like, mm -hmm. maybe you play one Fury instead of two, and you're playing one Elishorn instead of two, or you're playing, like, 
you know, maybe you toss in like a subtlety instead of like one of the Furies or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I think that most of the decisions you make with this deck are going to be in the sideboard rather than in the main deck. I think this is a pretty solid, um, pretty solid main deck for the most part. Uh, which a lot of the thing about this, the four color decks like this, is you can really base building this deck off of your strategy, like the strategy you like to play. Because you can see we had like the counter spell versions, and you know, um, you know, you had the more like all in creature versions and stuff. So, uh, no, the deck's very, very good, very, very good. I agree. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and Ivan is also just very good because he's been playing this deck for a really long time. So, oh yeah, and then you got Burn second place. That's it's pretty surprising. So we got burned second place. Nothing really new or different. You know, it's you know it's probably funny about that whole that that the burn being in second place. What uh, is that? Everyone else is like, how do I beat the one ring? How do I beat Orcus Master? How do I do this? How do I do that? And then all of a sudden, this guy's like, I'm just gonna play burn. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna throw lightning bolts at people, and then that's it. I'm gonna wear and tear. And... Never mind. That actually doesn't work. <laughs> I take that. That's back. fair. Um, I do like the Jeskai Urza deck in third place, though. I really have been wanting to see somebody try and play the One Ring in an Urza deck, and this is, like, exactly what I envisioned it would be. Just, oh, like, the dude. Engineer deck. Yeah, fucking and... Sword of the Meek combo. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think this is, like, I think this, like, has some legs. Um, yeah, I, I think this is also just a very good deck against a lot of the One Ring decks, because you can just pass the turn with Urza in play, and then you can combo at the end, at their end step, or in your upkeep, or whenever they cast the Leyline Binding to target your Urza, you know, and just keep doing it in response over and over and over again, you know, so it's like you can set up the turn to where you can kill them in one turn, um, a lot of the times. So, That's true. I don't know. I think, I think the Urza decks will probably start seeing more play. Um, is there any other different decks in this top 8 that we're... Uh, we have Tron, Yogmaw, Scam, uh, and, and four color decks. control. Yeah. 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 Just Scam, um, Tron. We got the top sixteen. That's what we got. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We got Hardened Scales the sixteenth. Okay. Shout out. Shout out. They're playing the Ozolith, and they're playing Ozolith. You know, they're playing both. And they're playing more of the the Shattered Spire. Yeah, I really like the Spire. That, that card's very, very good. Yeah, I like that card. That card was a limited bomb, too. Like, that card was insane. Mm -hmm. That card's very good. I do like that card a whole lot, honestly. Um, Ancient Stirrings, that's pretty standard. Um, Patchwork Automaton, that card's nuts. Uh, but that's you know that's always been in the deck. I like the Ovars and the Cyborg. I mean, pretty pretty solid hardened skills list. Um, then in fifteenth we have Burn. Fourteenth uh, we have four color control again. Thirteenth Jeskai Breach. Um. With uh, three of the One Rings in it. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's pretty cool. Um. We see our boy DeAnthony in 11th with Rhinos. Shout out. Let's go. He's been on Rhinos for a long time. 
they run as a scam. Yeah, so I mean, he has the reps with the deck. I think he's also the only copy of Teamer Rhinos in the top 16. He is. Yeah. So, congrats to him. And then in uh, 12th place, we had uh, Azorius Hammer. Yeah, which is, like, not very good now anymore, I think. Sure has legs. I can't say for certain that it's in the, sa in the same spot that it was in. Yeah. Because, you know, people are... I'm sure people are going to pack more artifact hate. Like exile effects, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I can get that. Surge of Salvation in those yeah, decks are really, really cool. Surge is really good. Surge is great. Art is great. I agree. And then in 10th, um, we have... um. Red, white... Not red, white. That's is it. We have a, you know, just Murkud, standard Murkud. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, and then we're back to ninth with four color control again. A lot of four color control. No surprise there. Um. Overall, pretty. I can't say it's not diverse because again we see a lot of four color control in scam. But. Overall, it's it's kind of it's a little diverse, which is always yeah. good to see. Um, aside from most decks playing the one right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think modern is in a place where um, the pro tour is going to tell us what the format really looks like, um, and if a lot of people show up there with a bunch of four color omnath decks, then. <laughs> It might be a scenario where, whatchamacallit, they, well, um, they like, take a serious look at the One Ring and its impact on the format. Well, so. I can say this. I'm, I, we can make a bet, but I think six of the eight top eight decks at the Pro Tour are going to be playing the One Ring. Yeah, I could probably, well, I'd say... Or all eight. Yeah, the One Ring or Bowmaster. Yeah. It, I, I think we're going to see... Those are going to be the two most represented cards, in my honest opinion. Um, but I'm sure people are also going to come really prepared for the One Ring. So I'm excited to see how they yeah. attack that that type of meta. Um, for sure. No, but yeah, those were the uh, the Cincinnati results. Uh, yep. I guess we can do a quick little touch on our RCQ this weekend. Uh, wh yeah. What do you What do you plan on on playing this weekend? Well, the rest of the cards come in. I'm going to play Mono Green. Nice, dude. Well, I'm just going to send it. I think it's the best deck, like I said earlier. And, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to try and be fancy, I guess. It's like the best way to put it. I respect that. What's your second option? Um, my second option is don't know yet. <laughs> um,. Maybe uh, I I don't even know to be honest. I don't know. I I might try and borrow the PA deck from somebody if I can. Cause I think that deck's really sweet. Okay. Um. And uh, I don't know. Part of me was like, why don't I just play like Stockass Rakdos? Huh? Yeah. Uh, just because it's very good in general, but we shall see. Hell yeah, man. 
I'm, um, I really want to play that Jessica Dragons list. I know it's <laughs> probably ass. It's ass boot. Um, but in all honesty, it'll either be, uh, red, black, or blue, white. Leaning towards more blue, white. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. Eh, yeah I'm looking forward to it. I get to go home for a few days. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. Fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you home for uh, a couple days, the weekend, hang out. Yeah, I got to do a lot of stuff with my family, and obviously when I come back to a place that I lived at for 20 years, it's, you know, one of those things where I kind of have to be split in a bunch of different directions on trying to see people, so. Yeah. I'll be extremely busy while I'm home. won't get to really chill much, but uh, I'll definitely, you know, chill all day at the RCQ and you know, maybe a little bit afterwards if I go get dinner or something, and then, yeah, so. Yeah, it'll be a good time, man. Should be fun. For sure. Hopefully I come home with a dub. Yo, for real. That would be sick. Yeah, it would be sick. Yeah, it would man. be sick. Did you, um, did you want to go over anything else before we, uh, end out this episode? I don't think so. Um, no, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, uh, let's, what's the over-under on how many people show up to the RCQ? I'm gonna say like if if you had to make a bet, what do you think the over under would be of like where's the where's the middle ground? The middle ground? I'm gonna say yeah, like, what's the over under? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Twenty five people. Gotcha. It doesn't. That's not very big. Because what's, what's the one the at top for, tier? What do you have to have? Just, what do you have to have to have five rounds? Isn't it like thirty people? Thirty two people. I thought it was 32. I could be wrong. But, uh, I mean, the top tier one only had about 28 people, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm just saying 25. It's a nice solid number, I think. Yeah. But Nards is also in a better location. I do, I do too. I think I think Narbs is just kind of closer to most of the player base, and the yeah, Alabama. I'm hoping that there's more people that go to that than. I, I'm just hoping for a five round tournament, not a four round tournament. I think I think we're gonna have a five round tournament. Yeah, um, which would be cool. I'd rather have a five round tournament than a four round tournament. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode number seventeen of the Completed Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review, leave some comments on our Twitter, at team underscore metamorph, and drop a follow there. Uh, we're going to start becoming more active there, sharing the podcast there, also interacting with the community a whole lot more. Um, so yeah, just make sure to leave your suggestions there, and if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out and ask. Once again, thank you guys for listening, and good luck any events you have this weekend, and everybody have a good rest of your day. Goodbye, everyone. Peace.